0: Hello, and welcome to the last episode of the Tim Wendelbow Coffee Podcast in 2022. And like last year, we are going to have a little review of the year. Together with Benjamin Symes, yeah, that's me. Hello. That's my full Hello. name. Yeah, Hi. it's been a long time since you were here Ben but Yeah, uh, you've been a little bit uh, off work. Yep, I've had an interesting twenty-two.
1: Personally, yeah. I um, had a run-in with my surfboard and punctured my lungs So I've been, I've only been working one day a week for the last uh, six months, really, after yeah. having a bit of sick leave. So, what you're coming back. So coming back strong and looking forward to 23 yeah yeah
0: and you're alive that's the best thing yeah <laughs> yeah it was touch and go
1: <laughs> so um now i've got a few scars of, to show for it but um feeling good now and
0: yeah looking forward to getting back we're glad to have mm. you back well uh, at least uh, i think we shou- can be able to discuss uh, 2022 anyway because uh, oh, yeah. you've been here uh, quite a lot and of, of course you're following what we're doing yeah uh, three emails and and i'm drinking all the coffees yeah so um, all of them yeah but before we get into the 2022 maybe we should uh, have a little talk about 2021 because we did kind of review it yeah uh, a yeah. year ago that's
1: right i think that was my last podcast i was here for the christmas wrap uh 21
0: yeah so yeah and then you went to australia
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. wow so it's been a um, uh, it's gone quickly it's been yeah. a year that i feel like it have just blinked and uh yeah
0: yeah That's how they go these days but uh, also marit our roster has been on maternity leave since january yeah and now she's back and i felt like it was like three weeks yeah (laughs) (laughs) so that's a good thing but uh i think last year uh, we were coming out of the pandemic yeah it was a different it was probably a different theme to the the wrap-up last year and we were very optimistic Mm. Uh, the war in ukraine hadn't started yet Mm. um and uh, we were kind of um, optimistic because uh th- during the pandemic a lot of we saw that a lot of our customers started buying coffee beans and brewing coffee at home which we love yeah because uh, it's uh I mean it's a big part of our business is to sell coffee beans yeah and our online shop kind yeah. of uh changed and
1: uh, yeah that's right so bags
0: of coffee yeah yeah home users had much more subscribers of course yeah. um which uh, we have been managing to keep in 2022 and we're really working hard on kind of changing the subscription for the better yeah. both the technical solutions and everything but um I think um, w- when we I think we talked a little bit about the predictions for 2022 like people are going to make more coffee at home in their office yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit hard <laughs> when all the restaurants uh, opened again and um we saw at least um in the start of 2022 a lot of people going out yeah it wasn't there yeah. uh, it
1: was crazy I remember thinking wow there's like people are so ready to get back yeah. they had a little bit of perhaps um budget saved up yeah and um they had a lot of events and things to celebrate which they hadn't been out for and yeah everyone was booked out and yeah all our customers were um, all the restaurants we work with were yeah fully booked and pumping so
0: started like that yeah. it's kind of ending a little bit like that as well because of the Christmas dinners yeah yeah but I fear that uh, the start of next year we'll start to see it slow down quite a lot because uh, the consumer uh, consumer behavior has changed quite a lot here in Norway uh, mm. and probably the rest of the world as well because yeah. you know because of the inflation yeah things are getting more expensive Coffee is getting more expensive, Yeah. shipping is getting more expensive, electricity. Yeah, all those energy yeah. expenses. But well, we can talk a little bit about that later. Um, we thought uh, maybe uh, we would be back to normal. Uh, I'm not sure if the we are. What is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think uh, being uh, not normal is the new normal. Yeah. Uh, look, Because... It definitely I changes. So yeah. Yeah. permanent now for yeah. sure mm. like uh, normally i mean we've been open for 15 years so uh some things are very predictable like christmas sales very predictable yeah um, and this year it's been very different mm. we have had pretty good sales but uh it's been in different ways yeah so um and i also think uh like you saw the the rush to the restaurants also during the whole summer like that's not very normal a lot of times yeah. restaurants close during the summer yeah here in um, oslo they do yeah, yeah. Mm. so um i think uh, for us it's been kind of a roller coaster a little bit uh, to see how it's been uh, changing not yeah. just consumer behavior but offices as well a lot of people work more from home yeah that mm. means smaller offices they want better coffee yeah <laughs> <laughs> some incentive for people to get to the office so yeah that's
1: one thing that's changed I think in 22 is um, office coffee yeah for us that's been uh, focus, and we've, we're seeing a demand for it so yeah there's like people are like let's just get a better quality yeah. level of coffee for our staff yeah yeah
0: so we're working m- with many more small offices now yeah and, uh, I think the kind of biggest change for us in 2021 and 2022 has been we're kind of transitioning from being coffee experts only <laughs> yeah <laughs> to becoming uh, a company where we have expertise in other fields mm. um you see a lot of uh, i mean we're a small company now we are 19 people mm. um and that's considered quite small we roast about 60 tons of coffee a year yeah and just for a comparison that's a little bit less than the biggest roastery in Norway do per day. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we are a small company, and um, we're still small. We yeah. we we have a coffee shop, we have a roastery, uh, we have a web shop. So we need expertise yeah. in logistics. Mm. We need expertise in e-commerce. Yeah, all these things you probably didn't think about fifteen yeah. years ago. And what? when when we were twelve employees, we didn't really have an HR person or anything. No. Now we no. have to have uh, people with expertise in that. Yeah managing 19 people is also a full-time job yeah <laughs> oh so um i mean fortunately i hired uh, my wife yeah. actually and yeah. i was about to mention
1: that sicily come in and just put a professional touch on everything so yeah. we have those people in place now
0: yeah and it's much more streamlined because so. in 2018 we separated the three, and uh it, it's hard to manage two places at the same time mm. when we had the roster in the coffee shop it was easy because everyone is was in the same place all the time but now we are 19 people spread on two places yeah. there's always someone with maternity leave or sick leave or vacation yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, so um, it's getting uh, more and more challenging yeah. to manage <laughs> <laughs> but she has done a great job and fantastic and allowing you to do the things that you love which is the coffee quality
1: yeah no, and, and play golf yeah <laughs> <laughs> combine those two and you're a happy man yeah, yeah. that's a full time yeah. job yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: no but uh I'm I'm still not completely there um we're still working on it so mm. my plan was actually to release a book about espresso this year uh, yeah that's right but uh yeah. I've started on it chapter one yeah, yeah. so um hopefully it will be ready next year uh and that's just because I haven't really had the time to to sit down and focus on it. No. I've had like a couple of days here and there, but yeah. uh, I really need to set aside maybe two or three weeks to yeah. just do that. Yeah. And uh, we're getting to that point now, and I think start of next year, might I might have some opportunities. Yeah. You might need to tear up all the other
1: previous chapters, because things change so quickly oh, in this espresso tell world. Tell me about <laughs> it. Like when I had the idea yeah. of the
0: book, it was actually on our 10 year anniversary. Yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, that's five years ago and the kind of uh uh table of contents that i made back then i have to yeah. completely We've change all a lot in five years i'm guessing yeah, yeah. and just to write the right introduction for me I've, I've i've probably spent three days writing it changing it writing it changing it yeah because uh, it's been going on over time yeah but uh, i normally start from page one and then write till the end i don't uh, jump uh, across yeah. chapters so mm um we'll see if i'm i'll manage to do that let's drink some coffee before yes. we get on i served you two coffees uh one is actually th- a new cultivar of 2021 okay that we had from uh think tamala yeah was the first harvest in 2021 and uh, we did buy much more now uh, just recently they finished their harvest in august i think i know which one this is it's Caturon. Yeah. yes yes Caturon yeah. is a cultivar that is mm, Kind of discovered in huila uh, by a farmer we don't really know what exactly what it is it might be a catimore might be you know a hybrid or yeah. cross-pollination or mutation or whatever but it's very distinct and uh, I- when you pick the cherries they smell amazing they smell like candy right and um the That's flavor the flavor of the coffee is like very fruity and also very herbal at the same time so it's very often like diego says it tastes like the ripest papaya yeah but papaya can taste so many different things mm. so um and it's also a little herbal so let's taste that yeah oh
1: it's intense straight away <laughs> <laughs> as you lift the cup to your face it's like aromas of those those herbal notes that you were talking about yeah like, almost paprika like yeah. yeah
0: pepper bell pepper and, mm. but also a lot of fruitiness yeah which uh, i think we can maybe tame the herbalness a little bit with the it a little bit later so mm. even riper cherries
1: yeah that's quite complex and
0: yeah. yeah layered it's really nice very distinct and very unique i think this flavor i haven't really tasted that much yeah it is different i've tasted maybe once in brazil i had a catimore that had a kind of fruitiness like this uh, but it didn't have the same sweetness mm. so we have actually decided to plant more yeah at tamala, at tamala. is that something for our swallow as well maybe uh no no we want to kind of have st- different flavors yeah uh just because i buy coffee from right places. next door yeah, yeah. so um, but this is uh, and uh, the plants are seem to be more resilient against leaf rust mm. uh, they produce very well um so it's a very good cultivar for elias to grow and it's so distinct that you know maybe some people won't like it because it's very herbal mm. but uh already i've served it many times and some people just absolutely love it mm. so um it's yeah, a pretty cool thing. It's got this sort of um, almost like a cola-like sort of, yeah, taste to it as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, All right, let's taste the other cup.
1: Mm. much more floral. Yeah, so floral. Yeah, yeah, lemony, citrus, and yeah. I'm guessing this one's from Aswalo. Yes, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's so
0: good very light-bodied yeah. compared to the oh. Cateron, Um and uh, very elegant elegant and talk about complexity like yeah yeah i get uh, i mean this is a uh, was 15 <coughs> kilos of coffee that we roasted last week yeah and um, it was kind of a blend of many different pickings because when we pick coffee there you end up with like anywhere from one to four kilos <laughs> yeah yeah and then we had like almost 30 kilos in total and uh, f- out of that we ended up with 15 that tasted good. So we separated every picking, uh, cupped them separately and kind of s- took away the ones that didn't taste good. Yeah, so intensive, so labor intensive. Yeah. yeah. It was actually. Yeah. And then uh we blended the ones that were good and I had to kind of dr- make sure to dry them at very even moisture content. Yeah. So I've been using the dehydrator here in the office. I've yeah. been, been hand milling it just to take remove the parchment took me a day. Yeah. And then uh, another full day, just sorting the defects. Yeah. And that's just <laughs> out of the 15 kilos. Are, that's a lot of processing. Yeah. And then we did uh, four tests on the loring with different varieties from Tamala, uh, 15 kilo batches, before we roasted this one. So yeah, spent like two and a half days uh, doing it. Yeah.
1: Nailed it. It's fantastic. And if, if I didn't know about this uh, coffee from Aswalo, drinking it, I would have thought this was an Ethiopian somewhere, Ikechefi or something. It's
0: it's got that real floral yeah yeah maybe you not as agree. intense but it uh, has kind of mm. different flavors uh, um I uh, w- some cups they smell very spicy like baking spice mm. and then it has this kind of orange bitter uh kind of citrusy flavor where the florals are more like tamed and uh, like this cup was much more floral and citrusy yeah so there is a little I'm bit of variation
1: a sweet finish with this sort of like honey yeah of like syrupy finish on it well i'm glad you liked it
0: so anyway all that effort <laughs> and uh, it turned out, <laughs> out okay so we just sold uh, uh, 80 bags online and then we had around 40 bags in the store yeah i kept some for um for gifts and stuff and to drink we also served some in the store yeah. um but that was the 2022 harvest yeah and it's done <laughs> <laughs> next year we are looking at a bigger harvest because I have um, new trees that are already flowering and having cherries so we will start picking yeah. cherries from those in April but yeah. uh they're small so they want it maybe there will be like 60 kilos yeah. instead of 30 in total so yields are increasing though as we go and yeah
1: yeah things are looking good at the fa- you were just there recently weren't yeah you? So yeah it looks
0: yeah. I mean uh I when I'm there you always are a little pessimistic because you see all the kind of where to improve yeah but uh it is moving forward and I went to Guatemala on the same trip. yeah that's right and visited a farmer Jose Morales I saw some photos on Instagram and it just looked like like a real wild forest yeah it looked fantastic with all the shade trees and yeah one of these farms were amazing like lots of variation in shades uh, many different varieties yeah. and also doing biological farming like we're doing producing more kilos mm. and higher quality. Yeah. And he knows because he's also producing conventionally. Well, <laughs> he, he should just swap over the other farm then. It sounds like it's a win-win. He wants to but uh the owners of the farm uh don't necessarily want to no. because he's actually renting the farms. Right. Uh, it's very expensive to buy land there. So there's still some
1: hesitancy maybe there's still some sort of risk or nerves um, yeah. regarding his sort of yeah. methods yeah For sure mm. but uh, you know
0: eventually they will come on board i'm pretty sure because the costs are lower yeah yields are better to see it see yeah. the numbers yeah uh, well, that's uh, enough about uh, el suelo uh, we can we're gonna talk a little bit about that later i think but um uh, one thing that we predicted and that we also saw in 2021 was that the coffee prices were rising mm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> And we did make a YouTube video about it to explain a little bit why the prices are rising. Mm. And just to mention shipping costs, all these kind of things. Yeah. I was on Norwegian public television talking about it. Mm. They were very hung up on the frost in Brazil. Yeah. Oh, the frost in Brazil. What? But there's a frost in Brazil. Explain about the frost in Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes the coffee trees miserable. Sometimes they die. You have to replant. Sometimes you just have to cut the yeah. trees down. It's not a one-off though. It's no. not like the first time it's happened. No. <laughs> and then it takes about two to three years before to recover. Yeah. And before they're in full production, maybe sometimes four years. Supply and demand uh, issues then and yeah. Yeah. So that's when the prices normally go down again. Yeah. And uh, in the meanwhile, a lot of people have started planting coffee and come back to their farms to produce coffee because the prices are high. Yeah. And uh, then you get a surplus of uh, yeah. production. And then the prices normally go down this is a cycle that's been going on many times Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll mm. see if that happens this time yeah. um i mean shipping also made the coffee a little bit more expensive now yeah and also like electricity, electricity costs and everything yeah. Um, yeah production costs and for us uh, you know electricity is not a huge thing and also we don't use natural gas we use propane so those prices are pretty stable so mm. for us it's more like um The shipping that actually has affected the prices the most because we have been paying more or less the same prices to the producers for ten years. That's right. So we already pay those higher prices for the green coffee, so
1: we didn't have to put the prices up when they bounced. No, exactly. We had that uh, margin there,
0: but so we've been paying normally around five dollars for the good coffees from uh, like Central America and Colombia, and uh, have been doing that for many many years. And uh, actually, this year we increased it voluntarily with 50 cents mm. uh, because their fertilizer costs have yep. doubled mm. electricity costs labor costs food costs yeah. <laughs> everything <Yeah. laughs> so to kind of compensate for that it's just natural that the prices increase a little bit yeah um, as uh, they should and yeah. I think
1: there was quite like here in Oslo at least um, and probably Norway in general there was a bit of an outcry when things started going up 25% in the supermarket shelves and yeah like people were like starting to worry like you know that their daily their weekly expenses were um and you know uh, i think in general there is a level of understanding here that um, people understand why things cost more or less um due to quality and production costs yeah of course you know it always hits home when you see the difference at the end of the week but
0: yeah for sure i think um norway was not that badly hit either like you see inflation in Sweden is much worse yeah US so uh, and uh, but there is an increase in people who are not able to uh, pay their expenses Mm. yeah so um, that's a bad thing I think and we do see that's why I think 2023 will be you'll see restaurants struggling a lot yeah not all of them but uh, you know I think so the ones that aren't great will definitely struggle I think Mm. Because people can't afford to go out interest rates are up a
1: little and yeah, yeah, yeah people are reigning in their budgets to touch so
0: yeah, yeah. I and think
1: we we're, we're factoring those sort of things in for our forecasts aren't we you yeah know, I mean we, we have to think We have that. to yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and
0: um, just like uh, Elias uh, in Colombia he ha- now has to pay more for labor uh, he has to pay yeah. more for fertilizer for everything mm. for food uh, so instead of kind of removing those things, mm. uh, he's, he obviously needs labor. Uh, he now, like during the Mitaka, which is a small harvest, instead of doing selective picking, they were just going in and picking everything because he couldn't get enough labor, mm. and the labor was very expensive. Yeah. And uh, that coffee will not be sold for, uh, you know, it will be sold for market price, which now is pretty high, but um, uh, he, it will not be high quality coffee. Yeah. but uh, At he least the this. cost will be as low as possible. Yeah. And then during the peak of the main harvest he will do like selective picking and doing a good job Um, because then it can fetch higher prices yeah and the labor is more accessible Mm. it's just difficult to
1: understand as a consumer like um, we have access to that and we see like the effects on producers and farmers and you're there and you see day-to-day how they live but um, I suppose it's just difficult to sort of correlate that and relate that when you're Buying things, products off the supermarket shelf. Yeah, for example, for sure. olive oil. You d- you, know, you think, oh, it's gone up twenty five percent. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course it has. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, it, it's hard. I mean, we're in a very fortunate place in the world, so mm. it's difficult to to comprehend how people uh, actually cope with this. But uh, it is getting difficult. One thing that is difficult in producing countries is that, uh, especially Central America, there's a lot of migration as well. So. Uh, mm there aren't enough people workers yeah <laughs> and also like in Colombia in the countryside there are people there but a lot of them don't want to work in the farms mm. so they prefer not to work yeah. rather than going to the farms because yeah. it's hard, hard it's hard work. and they're not paid well yeah yeah so that's a uh, why you know prices need to go up in coffee because otherwise you're not able to pay the people to do the work and then yeah in the end, you'll just end up with fully mechanized, boring uh, coffees from, yeah. <laughs> from <laughs> parts of the world that shouldn't produce coffee. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But you've been uh, traveling more this year, right? You uh, have you, At least compared to those couple of years during the pandemic, you've um, managed to...
0: Yeah, a little bit, yeah. but not as much. Like uh, Before the pandemic, I would normally go once a year to Central America, once a year to Kenya, Ethiopia. And then colombia maybe four five times a year yeah so many um, times, yeah then uh before the pandemic i was actually thinking of not doing it every year except colombia where i have a farmer i need to go mm. um, because uh, i didn't really need to travel that much uh the farmers that we work with are doing a great job so yeah. especially can, honduras and yeah, yeah and we can communicate through whatsapp yeah but uh, i haven't been since 2020 so that's almost three years now, to Central America. Yeah. So I'm going back in 2023. But uh, I'm also trying to be a little bit smarter so that I don't have to fly that much and be away that much. So I'm trying to combining everything in one trip. So I'll go (coughs) El Salvador, Honduras, and then fly to Colombia. Spend some weeks there and then go home. Yeah, Um, Makes sense. Yeah. That'll be the new way of working
1: now. Yeah, I think so.
0: And uh, like... We have been able to buy great coffees Um, of course we buy from the same places all the time so they just send us good samples and we communicate it's easy (laughs) (laughs) but uh, you do have to go every now and then to get an update on what's happening um just to see other things we can improve and yeah it's a big big uh, relation thing yeah but
1: if you were to form a new relationship or start a new partnership with the farmer you would have to be there
0: yeah yeah but having those maybe two two times a year before harvest and maybe during or at the end of harvest um before because you need to kind of prepare okay what is the protocol that we're going to work with yeah and then hopefully that's in the before so that you have time to plan and and invest in equipment and then during uh, is often very good in the beginning yeah like start of the harvest uh, and then of course the end where you also evaluate and cup together yeah so that's more intense but uh I'm not really planning on expanding our (laughs) (laughs) origin (laughs) purchases at the moment we are uh trying to get more control of the quality in Ethiopia yeah um which is has been difficult because we haven't been able to go yeah so that's a priority for the next years but tatmara was tasting fantastic this year yeah yeah because of the weather <laughs> yeah <laughs> we didn't do anything it was just, just the weather it was a good year all right uh i'm not sure if we really summed up uh, 2021 but let's talk about 2022 because that's uh what we are here for and maybe we can start with the farms you mentioned tatmara um yeah the coffees yeah mm. and um uh, was t- I think it was two years ago where uh, he had a huge problem with rain during harvest, and uh, mm. it was three years ago. Um, and then the coffee was baggy, so mm. we bought half of what we were supposed to and paid also half of what we were planning to. That's uh, right. Otherwise, it was like 20 sacks or something came woody in there or something. Yeah, I think we yeah. bought 40. We were yeah. supposed to buy, buy 80. Mm. Well, I, I don't remember the numbers. Um, but a lot b- <laughs> we basically did it because we wanted to support negocia yeah otherwise he might have given up coffee <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is a bad thing and uh he the baggy coffee doesn't sell for a good price in the market mm. back then the market price was less than half one and a half dollars per pound yeah so we paid two and a half and he was happy with that uh and we sold the coffee cheap and then the yeah. following year the coffee was much better uh still not the best Um uh, but very good i think uh, and then this year it was mm. really good yeah it was yeah. and uh, he was suffering uh, his trees were suffering from coffee berry disease mm. and leaf rust stuff like that so um they had recovered now and uh, that's why the coffee is tasting better and then you know one of the things that is a the problem there is that he's in kafa in bonga or close to bonga it rains a lot yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, when you only can produce naturals that's not a good thing yeah because of uh, over fermentation and yeah yeah and you know if it rains for like three days you have to cover the cherries yeah and they just start to mold they get funky yeah so uh that's not a good thing um so that's why during our 15 and our 15 year anniversary this year we collected money from our customers and um, f- with that money and we're chipping in a little bit extra uh, we are sponsoring him uh, or kind of funding uh, a construction of a wet mill on this farm there's another uh, roastery in france who are joining us so we're paying uh it's fourteen thousand dollars in total that we're sending down together and uh, with that uh, we have budget and everything that we should be able to finish uh, wet mill so we can start producing washed coffees fantastic uh which means you know we love washed coffees yeah it's win-win yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh he will be able to produce good coffees even if it's raining because drying washed coffees is much easier yeah and you can cover the coffee you can have them yeah on raised beds and shade so i'm hoping to be able to go down there in uh, 2023 yeah Uh, probably will be uh, at the start of the harvest so Mm. we can actually see the wet so yeah okay so they'll be built for next season yeah. yeah for now it's too late he already started harvesting and yeah, yeah they're too busy <laughs> <laughs> so that means in 2024 was when the that, so yeah we can get some washed
1: Fine. yeah you have to think a little bit ahead when you because of course they're harvesting now yeah we're, when we're drinking the coffees you know um from like one of our Christmas coffees HMO yeah yeah, that was harvested
0: this time last year yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, fortunately it's dried very well so it uh, tastes pretty good and mm-hmm. last year uh, we ended up with some bags that were a little bit woody mm. uh, so we had to take it out of production because uh, the moisture content was a little bit high yeah so woody is just coffee that is, has faded really isn't it it's yeah lost it's roasted sweetness just the yeah. fats in the raw coffee like the unroasted they start to oxidize yeah uh, mainly due to high moisture or poor drying, poor storage, mm. uh, or just yeah. age. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after 12 months, so on. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, this year, or last harvest, we asked him to separate uh, every kind of batch he made, keep them separate. We were able to cup them separately. Mm. Some had very high moisture, but tasted very good. So we asked him to actually put them out again to dry mm. for one or two days more. He did, and the moisture came down he sent new samples the coffee tasted good yeah now the moisture was good so we could buy I think we rejected one or two lots because of uh, quality issues uh, and then we bought uh, four lots uh, two were mixed because they were very similar and uh, two other ones were kept separate so we actually had three lots for yeah. Kind of production yeah. Um, so throughout the kind of Christmas coffee cycle now, we started with uh, maybe the very best one. Mm. It's marginally better, maybe like yeah. a point higher in score. Yeah. And now we have the last one, which tastes very similar to the middle one. So, uh, yeah. uh, and they had exactly the same moisture. Yeah. So. so the roasting was easier
1: from our end too. So we yeah. didn't have to change the profiles too much. And no, no, I don't think it's so. Small
0: tweaks. But I think uh, what's interesting about HMO is uh, Khalid's before he was only producing naturals and honey mm. processed yeah those coffees were you know good but not great mm. uh, were not so expressive but then he started doing wet or washing mm. and those coffees are really yeah. like expressive and uh, aromatic and nice yeah so usually it's the opposite way around where the naturals are more kind of in your face aromatics mm. um, but uh, for some reason his washed coffees are better than the other ones mm. for me at least yeah and I just love his farm and his attitude and uh, so that's kind of why sometimes you start buying coffee from a place not because he has the best coffee right there and then but because he's a good guy yeah good potential mm. quality you can always work on you got that <laughs> connection yeah. you can work together yeah and I mean he has some very old uh, varieties from his grandfather that probably was just seeds taken from the corte uh, forest and planted yeah. mm um but now he's also planting some other new improved varieties yeah. uh, that we know taste very good so yeah that's going to be interesting to taste yeah fun let's move to a different continent we had some interesting coffees from los Pirineos this year yeah uh, diego barona hilberto's son yeah. took over the kind of uh, managing of the farm and changing of the god yeah and um of course, they have a great team on the farm. Yeah, uh, they have a good agronomist, people who are really specialized in you know, wet processing, mm. or they do like semi-washing honey naturals. They have their own dry mill, uh, so they're able to do everything full for export. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah like so, from a cupping perspective, it was hard to really notice anything changed. It was,
0: like, there weren't for me. It wasn't big differences. No, no, I think even the last two years has been the best since we started buying there. Yeah. Uh, and that's a result of hard work over time. Like, the farm looks much more healthy now than it used to do yeah. t- five years exactly. ago. Just because uh, I know Hilberto had different focuses in the beginning and uh, has kind of gradually worked towards higher quality. Yeah. they have new varieties? We had some new varieties this year, one that we haven't released yet, which is Sudan Rume. Mm. <laughs> and we had uh, what they call Conca, which is... Um, Ethiopian uh, the same seeds that I have at Finca El Suelo mm. but it tastes very different yeah. at Los Pinos. we had a lot of Bourbon for a restaurant client that we buy for yeah. we had delicious Pacamaras and uh, the geisha was you know maybe a little bit underwhelming because mm. I know it can taste a little bit better but uh, still pretty good coffee yeah
1: so <laughs> many varieties from that farm and yeah yeah
0: and they have more it's just we don't access all of them yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they're also unique you know like they are very different flavor profiles and
0: yeah yeah so hopefully we can get a little bit more of uh, everything next year mm. um, we wanted to buy a little bit more than we could this year because uh, we tend to prefer the more kind of washed profiles they don't have water there so they don't do fully washed but um they tend their clients tend to prefer more the yeah the honeys of, and that. yeah mm.
1: which we had one of for one of our restaurant customers
0: and it was really good though yeah yeah yeah, we buy honey yeah. coffee from there but yeah. it needs to be like super clean it was it was so clean and uh yeah. their copper knows what i like so they normally don't send the most funky samples yeah to me. <laughs> 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 but i'm, I'm uh, going down to city again because i think we need to kind of recalibrate a little bit and and uh yeah yeah refocus a little bit to see uh, how we can uh, progress together mm. then we have the caberos and uh, you know the Caberos, they always deliver good coffees mm. but I think especially this year the, their geisha was fantastic mm. yeah uh, we had three different lots washed we're on the last one now yeah and it's so aromatic yeah <laughs> that's always a like
1: a standout for me every year it's the one that I find myself taking home for the weekends and uh ah, yeah so you're the guy <laughs> <laughs> I'm always grabbing that geisha yeah. it's uh it's just so sweet and it's so balanced and I love those really high aromatics. Those really, like, floral notes and yeah,
0: sweet like tropical fruits. And we have uh, one of our first customers in the store, Anders Volda, who came to our podcast just a couple of episodes ago, and uh, who's also the world yeah. best champion, the Good first on one. This. He uh, has been, you know, drinking our coffees from all our coffees from day one yeah and uh, he especially thought like the geisha this year is amazing yeah uh, and he's also kind of returning to that every day it's so fruity and arum.
1: and uh, like even if your brewing is not great which mine is you know sometimes i'm hit and miss on the weekends like y- you get it in the finals on the cup is so so sweet and flavorful yeah.
0: so yeah i've been uh, drinking a lot of it as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> So oh, it's um, always a highlight that one. Yeah. Hopefully it will just improve with the years. Um, I'm not sure. A lot of people ask me this: if coffee trees get better with age, because mm. there's kind of a theory behind that in wine, like yeah. oh they have hundred year old vines. Yeah, the old ones. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure. There's no research on it that I know of, but um, at least uh, in my experience, the first pickings of a new plant is never fantastic huge, yeah. it normally becomes better with some years yeah but uh, also because there's more cherries like in the beginning it's not a lot of cherries yeah so yeah you know it's hard to say w- which which is which that's interesting mm. we had another uh, great coffee from kenya this year and that was Kiahi Estates. states mm. yeah unfortunately very early on this year i got noticed that uh, the farmer died mm. Uh, so hopefully his family will carry on this legacy you never know uh, yeah real estate is becoming expensive in Kenya and mm. uh, people's focus is also changing from farming to urban life yeah <laughs> so I'm really interested to see I'm planning on going to Kenya in February and that that's Nyeri. yeah and um, yeah Really it's quite
1: urbanized in that area now, around that it is. foot of that mountain. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm. So, for instance, uh, coffee we had this year, which is Gachata, is very close to the town, and uh, more and more of their farmer members are selling their land for like mm. uh, you know, real estate development. Yeah. So, you do see that there is a decrease in production because of that. Mm. But what a coffee! That's probably the everyone's favorite this year yeah one of my favorites yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mentioned that geisha that's for me maybe yeah, i have i have a couple of favorites yeah. this year but the key for sure uh i think it's like uh, an outstanding kenyan coffee and uh we didn't have a lot of it we released that just uh late november
1: wasn't it and it sold out quickly we only had yeah. 10 bags or something yeah. yeah it was um but it was really fruity and yeah. like that old traditional ripe kenyan
0: yeah, yeah. And that's I mean he only planted SL, the SL varieties on this farm yeah so uh, that's pure SL yeah and um, you do see sometimes uh, when you get that you have more of this kind of ripe fruit and yeah. everything purpley flavors. We discussed, I think, last uh, year on this epi- uh, same episode, the uh, coffee year in review. People were saying that Kenyan coffees were. Mm, that's right, we did talk about that. Yeah. Decreasing. Yeah, that was a theme. <laughs> I felt like uh, both the gachafa, uh, the kagere we bought was fantastic. Yeah. And um, uh, the kiahia. And we mm. had one specific lot of cargoto that we have for sale now that is super. Yeah. So. Um, you know there is variation in quality some years are worse than others uh, three years ago when I was there right before the pandemic during the harvest they had floods everywhere mm. so of course the quality is going to suffer yeah <laughs> uh, it was raining 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 during harvest and um, you can't really take one episode like that and no. say that now everything has changed and that can go on for a year or two and yeah yeah like you were talking with El Salvador Los
1: Pirineos like takes time to put these things in place and then yeah yeah you see the benefits so nature long-term. is slow yeah. I mean it's
0: both fast and slow but um, it takes time for trees to become like recuperate from healthy again yeah. yeah so for instance if you have a heavy leaf rust outbreak on your farm uh, of course you can control it but uh, the trees yeah. suffer and it takes you know normally at least two years before they're like fully back
1: the yield production. might come back but then
0: you know the following year the quality will come back yeah like, yeah Makes um, sense. Yeah. yeah we mentioned karagoto probably the best lot we've had in several years from there uh, it was a little bit uh, more on the fermenty side but um w- way within uh, my <laughs> thresholds <laughs> <laughs> where you can just taste that it was so ripe and uh, we have two lots one that we will release a little bit later and the la- later one will be a little bit more yeah. kind of slim and elegant that it has been uh, for the last years yeah and you've been buying, is it
1: probably since the start, 15 years from Karagoto close to? Yeah. Well, it used to be called Tekangu back in the day. I remember being yeah. a customer and just being blown away. Yeah. Like, oh, Tekangu. Yeah, Tekangu. Yeah. Yeah. A lot
0: of people ask about, oh, why don't you buy Tekangu? Yeah. We are. It's, it's just now uh, called Karagoto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and to explain that Tekangu is the cooperative society, uh, Karagoto is the Ka in Tekangu. Yeah, Tekangu. Uh, Tegu. Uh, Karagoto and, and Gunguru, and they also have a new one, uh, so they have four stations now. So each wa- wet mill is kind of a factory they call it, and yeah. they have different names. So the how the supply chain is now is that you kind of buy direct from the wet mill, and the cooperative society is more like an administrative uh, uh, unit. Yeah. So um, that's why we name it the washing station because it Total tells the real localized. address. Yeah. You know? mm. um, whereas if you s- just say to Tukango, it could be a, a four uh, washing stations yeah so um mm. yeah that's that's the way it is it's been, so yeah it's it's
1: been one of those coffees i've had for a long time and yeah yeah we love it
0: should we talk about tamana
1: yeah that's um you were there again recently
0: obviously yeah. yeah um i mean i've been there three times this year which is not a lot <laughs> <laughs> but uh i spent uh, almost three weeks every time um And uh, I've kind of figured that uh, when I'm there, I just need to focus on working on the farm uh, because I have limited time. Mm. So I've decided not to accept guests for the next years Mm. uh, because it really distracts what I need to do. Um, And people say, oh, I can just always help and whatever. Yes, you can. But uh, it it is a little bit uh, different. So it's much better if I can just focus on the things that I need to do. And there's a lot of things that I want to do that involves a lot of kind of going to places to find uh, the nursery for shade trees yeah yeah so um, you've really got limited time to get that stuff done you got three weeks you gotta like make some changes exactly so when we were there in march i went with my wife actually um it was a party wasn't it yes (laughs) so my wife is also now the COO uh (laughs) of our company (laughs) but uh we were a uh, godfather and godmother of diego and derlin who got married diego is the world barista champion of 2021 One, yeah so. uh, and derlin is elias's daughter elias owns Finca so they had a big wedding on the farm yeah and it was fantastic (laughs) great to see and that was uh, you know a four-day event almost and then (laughs) straight out to make compost yeah (laughs) that's a good way to work out the hangover
1: sweat that out (laughs) Colombian um, weddings are different to Norwegian ones
0: Uh, yeah four days I mean that's uh, I mean the it's a party it was a party that lasted one and a half day but uh, of course there's a lot of preparation and stuff so um, it was nice very very nice And uh, it was good to work on the farm. Uh, I could see that the trees were growing. Uh, We started picking uh, more coffee. Mm. Um, I've also been able to separate a lot of the different varieties we have in our kind of variety garden Mm. uh, and being able to taste those. And some of them taste really, really good. Mm. So I've kind of uh, identified one that tastes great, but the trees looks miserable. Ah. So I'm not gonna <laughs> plant a lot of that. It's a bit of conundrum there, yeah. Yeah. You um, wouldn't recommend Elias least then go out and plant a lot of that. No, I mean they they do have leaf rust and they just don't seem to to thrive. Yeah. Although the flavor is interesting, there's another one where the flavor is almost the same, uh, very floral as well, uh, but the trees grow fast. They're strong. Yeah. Uh, lots of cherries, lots of leaves. So that's the one we're gonna plant more of. Put more out. Yeah. yeah. We did. Um, I was back in uh, August yeah for the harvest mm. at the end of the harvest and uh back in November 2021 I gave Elias a rust sample roster that's right yeah mm. and he has a cupping lab there built now. built a new lab and yeah, yeah. Mm. so out of the three weeks when I was there in August we actually spent almost a week uh, preparing samples and cupping yeah me and Diego um and that was great yeah could really do thorough selection of the lots. Um, we could uh, recommend drying coffees that were too moist uh, yeah. one day more because the coffees were still on the farm Yeah. Uh, we could really go in and focus on separating varieties and mm. you know it so was much fantastic. more immediate rather than doing all that when you came home yeah. then relaying the
1: message yeah exactly yeah, you could just see it right speak to Elias now
0: so we basically did the work that the exporter normally does like you catalog everything you know, cup everything I think I cupped all the coffees uh, at least three times and then I brought some coffees back home cupped again yeah to kind of build the lots we were buying and um, yeah the harvest was fantastic like mm. the quality was great yeah N- not a lot of coffee High quality and the processing was really well. Uh, Diego has been kind of helping Elias to uh, make the coffees more interesting mm. without ha- adding too much ferment flavor. But more interesting means yeah. p- picking at the right time. Okay, um, so not experimenting so much with things in fermentation or a little bit, yeah. but to an extent where it tastes good. Uh, because you can get a coffee to taste a little bit too herbal and stuff during fermentation as well mm. so what they do now is they they also have to work on new logistics because they have a new mill so they pick the cherries during the day they sort the cherries they deliver it to the cherry hopper and then they don't depulp it until the morning after
1: yeah so 12 hours later yeah Yeah.
0: they call it cherry fermentation but it's just like the cherries are in the hopper for 12 hours yeah it's pretty cold so it's not a lot of fermentation yeah and then uh they ferment uh 24 hours and then wash
1: yeah
0: so it's a prolonged fermentation but it's very cold because it's now in steel tanks and they do mechanical washing and then we do soaking as well so Mm. i just felt like the coffees had more fruitiness without being like Fermenty fruit. Yeah. It was just more of that kind of crisp red berry fruit. Yeah. Uh, so so it's still clean. Very nice clean, transparent. Yeah. transparent. Yeah. The coffees uh, just arrived, so we will start posting them uh, in the new year. Tamana is probably that coffee on our menu that has the cleanest processing, mm-hmm.
1: you would say. It's just so transparent. and yeah,
0: yeah. I think uh, Tamana and uh, also the Caballeros yeah. do a fantastic job. But... Um, with Tamana, they have the extra soaking step, which we used to do at the Caberos, but they don't do anymore, um, and uh, that kind of adds a little bit to that cleanliness. Yeah, uh, I think because mm. you just remove everything of message. Yeah. So we're not
1: going to go into that trend of anaerobic uh, style processing coffees, and <laughs> or, or yeah, do I mean we see that is a thing happening now that it seems to be sort of like flavor profiles you go into a cafe and they have a lot of these different sort of yeah yeah processed anaerobics or i'm not really un- most of the time i'm not quite sure what it is i'm like wh- what have we done here <laughs> yeah i
0: mean anaerobic is uh, most fermentations are anaerobic yeah so, uh, right. yeah uh, it doesn't really it's not a very good way of explaining what it is um, in my experience like f-
1: personally i often feel like those flavors are overpowering the coffee yeah like just becomes so pulpy or funky that personally I, I, I steer clear of them yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> me too we have an episode of, uh, about that called funky coffees yeah. <laughs> some people love them and yeah. good for them I think you know
1: that's a good thing with coffee everyone likes what they like and there's so many different styles yeah, yeah.
0: I think it will pass uh, we do see like natural becoming very popular in new markets and then people will tend to move towards yeah. a little bit more washed coffees again. Yeah. There is uh, there is still not a lot of fantastic coffee in the world. I mean, it's a minority of the coffees are fantastic. Mm. So if you have a farm where you don't have mm, the potential to yeah. grow the very, very best coffees because you don't have the right variety, so you don't have shade or you don't have the climate, mm. then processing can be a good thing to kind of make your mm. coffee special. But um, And there is buyers for it yeah there's nothing wrong with it I just don't prefer them myself yeah
1: that's a good point I didn't really look at it that way but it is a way
0: of putting like a point of difference on things if it yeah you don't have that and I have several times this year actually been to coffee shops and asked for like today's coffee and uh, asking what it is and if they say it's something anaerobic I leave (laughs) you just turn around and go it's a waste of money for me yeah it would be one sip and I would just throw it out yeah because I don't like it and
1: um, it is overpowering it is it's it's very distinct yeah Yeah.
0: and I think you know there's a lot of people like me as well who really don't like that flavor Mm -hmm. so it's very risky to only serve that kind of coffee you yeah you maybe can you build over time you can build an audience that love it Mm. that will you know, absolutely love I your coffee shop and place. There's definitely think. a market for it.
1: You see a lot of roasters uh, tending towards that way. And yeah. yeah, yeah. But is but there
0: a lot of customers? <laughs> 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 That's yeah. a different thing. Yeah. I think James Hoffman did uh, when he did the world's biggest coffee tasting. He uh, did a survey as well, and uh, he found that like the naturals were like love and hate. Yeah. And then washed Ethiopian were the most popular. And he thought it would be like a low acidity el salvador washed whatever uh, that would be the favorite but it was like a yeah. more the tea like coffees more complex and special sort of so yeah well
1: 23 perhaps not so many of those styles on our menu coming up but yeah we'll see how the rest of the world and the trends continue yeah yeah
0: uh let's talk about organic farming yeah why not you're the expert (laughs) (laughs) Uh, as i said i I went to guatemala um to visit a farmer who he actually contacted me he was in oslo for for a different reason and uh, contacted me and said i want to have a meeting with you Uh, i'm an organic farming uh, farmer i almost said no but when i read he's an organic farmer i said okay i need to talk to this guy (laughs) (laughs) and uh he basically has done the same as me like, same approach yeah yeah uh, he is learning from Milaningham. Um oh, as well yeah yeah mm. they've kind of advanced a little bit now so they use a little bit of kind of mineral sprays uh wh- that they mix themselves to kind of prevent leaf rust and stuff like that yeah um i don't think maybe i will do it but it's definitely a thing that i can recommend to the farmers that i Buy from because it's cheaper and they find that it's more effective as well. Yeah, and um, so th- the question is, I we talked about last in the last episode, last review that uh, I wanted to start the conversation of going organic yeah. with the producers we buy from, mm. and I think from um, with Elias we have started that conversation, uh, w- and the big reason is uh, fertilizer cost for him has doubled. Yeah. And it's a lot of money and now when he was that's motivating yeah it yeah. is and I was there now and they were actually applying fertilizer but it was raining a lot yeah. and he knows that when it's rain so it's, it's a runoff it's yeah. a runoff yeah so <laughs> most of the fertilizer is a waste um, and then I started talking about you know I would like to use some worm compost <laughs> yeah especially to sp- as a foliar spray you can use the kind of juice that comes out yeah and, um, um, uh he said yeah worm compost is good for the soil and everything and i said yeah and it's basically free yeah because <laughs> <laughs> they have a uh, 50 workers there doing the harvest so yeah. they have a lot of food waste uh, so yeah. they just need to manage the worms so the deal is now uh, is now to start exploring that route and yeah. then maybe do one application of that per year and and changing that for min- the mineral fertilizer for a worm compost yeah and i think you know you can That's gradually Start doing that because, yeah. yeah, it's just becoming too expensive to do the conventional stuff. Yeah, and then he's also seeing that uh, I am able to produce coffee, so maybe you know. Yeah,
1: that'll also be like I think yeah a motivating factor when he you, you see results uh, yeah on across the road there,
0: elsewhere and. And I'm gonna start the conversation with the uh, Maribel Moises. Uh, i want to bring them to Guatemala so they can see what they're nice yeah Uh, a little bit more established yeah Yeah. and they you know they have a lot of land so they could you know try it out on a couple of hectares Mm. to see that's not so scary yeah yeah so um and they already do use a lot of uh cow manure mix it with pulp it's not the best thing for the soil and everything but uh (laughs) they can easily tweak that to make it a better product for them so we'll still continue that conversation yeah all right uh, is there anything else we need to talk about what about uh,
1: talking about we mentioned we touched on it but uh, yeah we turned 15 this year oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was away for the party that's when I was stuck in a hospital in Australia but yeah. I got a nice message
0: of you guys <laughs> celebrating <laughs> drunk videos uh, oh, it, <laughs> it looks so
1: good here summertime and um, everyone enjoying themselves and 15 years it's uh, yeah, yeah it's it was a
0: big uh, anniversary for us and the cool thing um, like on our 10 year anniversary we actually invited everyone who worked for us uh, ever mm. to celebrate not everyone could come but uh, it was a good celebration for the 15 year we actually decided to only do with the people who work now uh, because we have a lot of new people uh, yeah. in our team mm. so we wanted to kind of uh, yeah get to know each other it was basically the first party we had after the pandemic and yeah so we had a during the day we had our usual pay what you like for the coffee but you have to pay something um, and the money was raising money for um, for the wet mill yes mm. for tatmara and um, uh, then in the evening we went to our board of what what the chairman of of our boards he has a house outside of norway so we had a garden party yeah Uh, good wine Uh, one of our customers Katla wholesale customers uh, or was it Golden cheap? I don't remember Uh, but Lava Uh, they came to make food which was great we had a barbecue and uh, of course party (laughs) 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 the only thing I regret was that when the taxis came I sent them back and said come back in an hour (laughs) 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 bad decision Yeah. (laughs) yeah Well, that's all right. It's always hard to wrap it up. Yeah, but yeah. it was it was really nice to be able to celebrate with our uh, customers, of course. Uh, and uh, uh, we did manage to get—I don't remember the record now—but it was quite a lot of money for an espresso. Yeah. Uh, so we set a new record. Yeah. Uh, Great. Yeah, they're they're just as keen to support the, the the cause.
1: I think they come in and they say, "Oh, wow, well, this is this is going directly to the farmer." Yeah. You know. This is building a new work meal. Other times we've built drying beds in Kenya and
0: planted shade trees in Colombia and yeah. And uh, I mean, it will have a direct impact on the quality of the coffee, Mm. because I mean, even though the quality is there, it will change because it's a washed coffee. And uh, a lot of our customers love washed coffees. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's that's a cool thing. I think um, one of the cool things about our anniversary is because we were a lot of new people it also means we are a lot of new people in the in the company and uh it has we have such a great team at the moment i think and one mm, of the things great. that i'm maybe the proudest of is that we managed to carry on our work culture mm. to the new people so we have the only three that are left of the old people are you mm. <laughs> stephanie and marit yeah and uh, marit was of course in maternity leave and uh, and of course i was here but yeah. um we have been really able to to carry on uh, that kind of work ethics and the culture in our company, yeah. which can be difficult when you're changing a lot of new people over, like the last year. Almost everyone has changed.
1: Mm, yeah, uh, I think it's a great staff at the moment, and um, people are really focused and dedicated to yeah, yeah strive to achieve something good. You know, yeah.
0: really hit the quality. And, and I have to give credit to uh, Cecilia as well, our CEO, who has been able to help us structure the company better uh, so that we are able to perform better mm. uh, you know it takes good structure to be able to perform yeah and um, so that uh, people who are good at can do what they're good at yeah put them in <laughs> not the just right me spot. but other people yeah uh, so I think that's that's one of the things that I really and she's
1: found the applicants and she's you know there's yeah. been a lot of applicants for positions and yeah. she's um, found these people that fit us. And yeah yeah it's a fantastic team
0: that's a good uh, good thing for our company this year, I think. And um, one thing that I also really liked this year was that uh, after 15 years, finally, one of our baristas opened yes. their own store. Ida. Ida. <laughs> opened uh? yeah. yeah. So Ida used to be our wholesale manager before you kind of took yeah. over her role-ish. Jeez. Um I remember
1: when I started, Ida was off on um, maternity leave, and oh I yeah. was filling in as a vika, yeah. was, um, as we say in Norway. And um, so, yeah, I was uh, filling in for her while she was off on maternity leave six seven years ago. And, um, yeah, she, she was uh, now gone and opened her own place in Trumsa.
0: Yeah. yeah. And she worked for us, I think, for eight years. Uh, very energetic person. Yeah. Uh, very lovely. And uh, loves to be in service. Uh, so when she moved to Tromsø she wanted to kind of do something else she worked in a beer brewery called Graf Mm. which has fantastic beer Mm, so she learned how to brew beer she worked in sales and then pandemic happened she was uh, taken off uh, what do you call it on leave and then she started working in a coffee shop because she needed to she has two kids and a house and (laughs) she needed money and then uh Slowly, the idea of opening her own place started uh, going in her head, I think. And then her mom actually owns uh, an old building in Trumse Center. Trumse is a city up north, and if you haven't been, you have to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> um, so, when the old, there was an old pub in that space, yeah. and um, they were not able to renew their lease. So, uh, Ida took over open. the space. Yeah. So Ida then opened a coffee shop. It's a coffee shop at the daytime. Open six days a week. Uh, closed Sundays. Uh, they end the coffee service around 4.30, I think, or 5. And then it transitions into a wine bar. Yeah. So she has a partner up there, uh, Amnush, who is doing the wine. And we are a silent partner. Um, mm. We helped her with the finance. And also, of course, I've been mentoring Ida for two years almost to... In how to open a business and everything. Yeah. Because being a barista is different than running a running business. Running shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think she learned that the hard way now, but um uh, at least I tried to prepare a little bit for yeah. it. Yeah. So and it's,
1: it's been open now what two three months and yeah it opened late uh, yeah. August actually yeah. when I
0: came home from Colombia yeah. they opened and um, uh, they've been open like yeah. three four three months? months yeah. yeah and uh, so. now is actually the season when they start to get busy. We are slow, yeah. normally slow in January, February. They are super busy because uh, they have tourists.
1: Yeah, for the northern lights. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's, and it's dark 24 hours a day up there now and yeah. Yeah. But, but people want to come inside and be cozy. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have high hopes for that place and uh, hopefully hopefully Tøllefsenhørne is the name. And actually her grandfather used to have an old uh, grocery store there. Yeah uh many many years ago so she's brought back a lot of those details yeah um, so now the kind of circle is complete yeah
1: i can't wait to visit and Trumzu is fantastic i've been there once and it's uh yeah it's a real vibrant city up north
0: yeah yeah, yeah it's fantastic it's and uh, beautiful like <laughs> yeah <laughs> highly recommend going there all right we did talk a little bit about uh, el Suelo. we completely forgot to drink the coffee <laughs> but um the um, we need to have a little um, conversation about our farm as well we managed to sell our first harvest ever i think we sold it in february 2022 yeah that was uh, five kilos uh, we put it out for sale and uh, on our web page and the web page crashed that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's so a good sign yeah i yeah. mean uh, it was terrible for experience for everyone for us we didn't know how many bags we actually managed to sell uh the people who tried to buy it were not able to buy it yeah and uh yeah frustrating yeah yeah, yeah. we're coffee roasters yeah yeah we're not e-commerce experts <laughs> no
1: but now we have dave here who's he's taking control of that isn't he yeah so, um, yeah
0: so we're a little bit more prepared and definitely <laughs> so for the for the second uh, harvest when we sold that in um just recently last week um of course we instead of doing like uh yeah. last time where we everything built, crashed yeah. we w- we decided to do a lottery where you could sign up and then we would choose 80 people who could buy the coffee so that, w- that went okay yeah uh, and then we sold some in the store but um i'm not sure w- what we're going to do next time maybe we'll do an auction or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just do like a pre-sale uh, over time and we'll have we'll a little more though yeah for yeah. sure mm. so um we'll see hopefully we can have more people try the coffee and no the reason problem. why we kind of pack them in small quantities because it's not a lot of coffee so we want people to be able to try it and uh, yeah share it. yeah mm. uh, we had a
1: lot of wholesale customers asking for if they could brew some and you know uh, so yeah. maybe next year when we have a little more we can share yeah as well I think so
0: yeah maybe we'll uh, able to sell a kilo here and there <laughs> we'll see yeah but uh, at least that was a highlight for me personally like uh yeah um, being able to not only taste the coffee many times but also see the variation uh, of the coffees and also pick the coffee process the coffee uh, and yeah people ask me how does it feel like when you roast the coffee and sell the coffee I'm like uh, the the feeling has been felt a long time ago (laughs) yeah because i felt it when i was on the farm and you see the trees you see the cherries you see that it's actually working that's when i feel uh, like uh, not necessarily emotional but uh, happy yeah um but uh, when when it's already kind of roasted i'm i'm my work is already done so now it's just you know it's nice to get feedback Mm. i really appreciate that yeah klaus thompson gave uh, fantastic feedback Mm. yesterday yeah uh, some feedback you can trust yeah yeah exactly mm. um, yeah, that's good to see and uh, what I love about the coffee collector guys is that they get so excited when oh, they're so excited yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I could feel that so through, through yeah. the SMS he sent me yeah. I'm like oh my god uh, I wish I was there tasting it with him but um yeah uh, yeah so for those of you who taste the coffee please send us feedback on Instagram or mm, we love that yeah. yeah yeah for all the coffees actually yeah
1: feedback in general is just it's just useful for us completely agree yeah. so
0: should we uh start to wrap this up maybe
1: yeah you could mention that uh this podcast has been nominated for best coffee podcast
0: mm. 2022 so vote for
1: tim Vanderbilt coffee podcast on sprudge
0: sprudgy awards yeah sprudge.com yeah thank you sprudge for uh or the people who has nominated us that's a real honor we try to just uh, sit down it's very low-key production yeah two mics <laughs> and a mixer it. and uh just talk about the things that interest us so uh, mm. uh we'll try to do an episode every month next year we tried to do that this year I think maybe we managed I'm not sure yeah um one of the highlights for me was definitely talking to the coffee collective this year yeah while I was in Denmark we talked about transparency and the importance of paying farmers. And yeah, uh, That was episode 15. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend That's that. That's one. Yeah. Just listening to Klaus and Peter talk for me is, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Very progressive <laughs> company and so- someone that we admire and, and look to yeah. um, to influence us. For sure. And then um, I think a lot of listeners, uh, at least we've gotten a lot of feedback on the episode with Anders Valde, who is our customer and um, one of our first customers in the store, and also the first World AirPress yeah. Champion? He's a good egg. Yeah. <laughs> we talked a little bit about the uh, past 15 years of our company, and because he's been following it from kind of the customer's point of view. Mm. He also worked for us for a short period. Yeah. But uh, a lot of people like that episode. So that was episode 19. Uh, yeah. So check that out. Yeah. <laughs> the first
1: uh, AirPress Champion.
0: Yeah. yeah. What's next for 2023? Yeah, what are you it's doing in 2023? Well, I'm looking forward
1: to coming back 100% and being here more. Um, yeah, this year like it's been very different for me. Yeah, so can't wait to get my uh, sleeves rolled up and it's gonna be nice to yeah. have you back. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that and just working with our wholesale customers again—the restaurants, the, yeah. the, the cafes, the offices. Yeah, and I know they them. miss you as well. <laughs> yeah I mean it's been coming back and having re- reconnecting with them has been fantastic yeah. and, and um, my job is really just to help them to make it easy for them to brew good coffee so yeah. I'm just uh, going to be available for that yeah Yeah. that's great so that'll be me looking forward to that and drinking lots of good coffees coming in yeah
0: Yeah. Uh, hopefully the harvest uh, that is upcoming will be great I mean we already have some nice uh, coffees from Tamala in the pipeline and um, so that's gonna be nice i think yeah i think for me um <clears throat> what i'm looking forward to next year is uh, we are st- we just started working on uh, renewing our website <laughs> <laughs> again yeah yeah <laughs> development happens really fast so uh, we have to kind of s- cope with the developments and um yeah we launched our our current website just a month before the pandemic and then uh the yeah. pandemic really changed the way we sell coffee so now we have to kind of uh customize our website to be more streamlined towards that yeah so um yeah hopefully it will be a better experience for everyone yeah. who uses it, even, it easier. even for us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so complicated
1: these e-commerce things you don't realize until you start uh putting the jigsaw pieces together yeah. and then the back end and
0: um, yeah it's not as easy as it looks from the definitely <laughs> the not the outside so we have Dave who is working for us full time working on just website and marketing but he hasn't even gotten started on the marketing because there's so much stuff on the website going Take on things, yeah. and then we have uh, Jeff who's doing uh, programming for us uh,
1: it's so important though it's um, yeah. you know it's where we're selling a lot of coffee these days our subscription is growing yeah. and it's really nice to like sell direct to people at home and yeah you know
0: be a little more direct like that for sure yeah uh it's more so. fun <laughs> yeah because <laughs> uh yeah it's more fun when you have a lot of people who really appreciate uh like the the golden nuggets of coffee yeah uh, so it's yeah. yeah you get more feedback you get more direct feedback yeah mm. uh i'm still working on my espresso book so hopefully yep. i can't promise anything but hopefully that will be released in 2023 uh El Suelo we will have more coffee for sure uh, that's also in 2023 yeah but that, that, the main harvest starts in April and through August so that coffee will probably be for sale either before Christmas or right after Christmas can we expect different varieties as well like will there be different lots of things or uh not really no. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a field blend it's still the Ethiopian cultivar yeah. but we have uh, new trees are also are uh, different seeds uh, but also ethiopian um yeah. so i haven't really tasted them uh, in a representative sample but uh hopefully they will taste good yeah and then uh i did plant 80 geisha trees uh we prepared the holes in august uh, this year like big holes yeah. and um planted the trees when i was there now in november so a couple more uh, years for that yeah, yeah three probably three four three years. years yeah because it's a bit slower the cultivar yeah. but what I'm really looking forward to is going to Colombia in March uh, I'll be able to taste some new cultivars from my friend Diego Diego has a farm called El Diamante and um, before the uh, when the pandemic started I actually had a lot of uh, kind of unique varieties uh, as seedlings mm. and I was supposed to plant them in my farm but I didn't want to I didn't know when I w- could come back and kind of yeah work on composting and everything yeah. so I didn't want to waste them just leave them die yeah yeah so I gave them to Diego so uh, I know there's yeah. some SL 34 SL 28 there's some Ethiopian uh, there's uh, I can't remember all of them but there's some very interesting ones yeah and we w- he's picking the first cherries now <laughs> so we'll be able to taste those in a couple nice. months yeah so maybe we'll start buying coffee from Diego as well yeah that will be good El Diamante. yeah yeah check that out cool um I think that's it uh, really I'm um, done. kind of both anxious and uh looking forward to 2023 mm. I'm always an optimist yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's making you anxious I think uh <clears throat> I think people will still drink coffee in 2023 mm. but I think it's going to be a challenging year for a lot of our clients yeah so um, um, yeah, we're not a company that is always chasing um, higher numbers and higher sales. Uh, for us, it's important that we are able to sustain our uh, kind yeah, of growth business. And yeah. Business. So, I think that will be uh, the good challenge for next year is mm. to kind of figure out uh, how to operate in a difficult market. Cause yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm still optimistic. I mean. Uh, my dad asked me like oh have the coffee prices risen a lot uh, during the last year i'm like no not really because we've been paying the same prices for 10 years so we're not that vulnerable vulnerable mm. it's just now we see our competitors are catching up uh, a little bit so um yeah uh, i'm i'm still optimistic and i think we will be able to survive 2023 with with good uh, margins mm. <laughs> it seems
1: uh, like from, like it seems people still really want their good quality tasty coffee yeah and um when you compare that luxury item to other things it, it is kind of affordable if you break it down for sure you know per cup. so um, you are getting a pretty good product for like a, a very good price yeah
0: but um i completely agree yeah let's end it on that yeah <laughs> 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 all right listeners this was a very long episode but uh thanks for listening and um Thank yep. you for following us in the mm-hmm. year 2022. Hopefully, you'll follow us in 2023 as well. Yeah. Thank you, Ben, for joining us. Thanks, Tim. And uh, remember to vote for us in the Sprogy Awards uh, for the best po- coffee podcast. I don't think we're going to win. I have my favorite My favorite <laughs> podcast is there. One of my favorite yeah. podcasts <laughs> is uh, Lucia Solis. Yeah. Uh, making really coffee that's fantastic her yeah. podcast is amazing yeah. uh, it's on coffee processing and uh, it's yeah. really informative highly recommend listening to that yeah. so shout out to Lucia Hope I hope she will win <laughs> <laughs> she deserves it cool thank yeah. you everyone and uh, you. happy festivals happy merry Christmas and happy new year yep. see you next year <laughs>